Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is Ashley Pino, and Ashley is the Chief Structural Engineer for Special Inspections and Design, otherwise known as SID. So SID is easier to say, right? Yes. Yeah, it gets to be a bit of a mouthful. Why don't you talk a little bit about what they do and what you do and how you got to this spot in your career? Sure. So uh, I've been a practicing structural engineer for about 16 years now. And Special Inspections and Design is a full-service structural engineering company, meaning we do anything that requires a structural engineer. We do new construction, we do design for renovations and rehabs and repairs, we do demolition plans, and we also have another side of the business that does inspection and testing. So we have certified welding inspectors, we have ASME tank inspectors, API piping inspectors, Um, And then we do things like non-destructive testing and load testing. So um, really a little bit unique in that aspect that you don't always find with a traditional design company. What inspired you to get into engineering? Well, to be honest, uh, I got very lucky because when I went into it, I really didn't understand what engineering was. I was told, you know, you're a female and you're good at math and science. You should become an engineer. And I said, sure, why not? Let's try that. And there are 10,000 different branches of engineering, which you soon discovered, right? Yes, yes. And the funny thing was, back then, I picked the one that I thought was closest to architecture, because I did have an interest in architecture. Mm -hmm. And now that I've been a practicing engineer for as long as I have, we don't really like to be compared to architects and architects don't really like to be compared to engineers um so now i i understand the differences between them but that was actually how i picked structural was it was i felt the closest one to architecture but yeah i I got very lucky because once i got into it I, i discovered it actually was a very good fit and and i really enjoyed it so what do you do at special inspections and design so i run our design department which again encompasses anything from new construction, repair, demolition. Our our design office is in Collinsville, Illinois, um, and our inspection and testing office is out in Chesterfield, but I manage the design team. A lot of things have changed in engineering in the last 16 years, haven't they? It it really has, and it's going to continue to change in the next 16 years. What are some of those changes that you see ahead in the next 16 years? Um, so as always, you know, engineers are, are required to do continuing education. Mm -hmm. So there is constant development as far as building codes being changed and updated based on continual testing and, and observations and things, how things perform in the, and natural disasters. There's also always continuing updates in software. And so learning 
learning new software and, and all of its capabilities. But on the practicing side of it, I'd say one big change that's coming is demolition and how important structural engineering is to demolition. There's been a lot of accidents, unfortunately, and people are recognizing that and are requiring a sealed engineered plan to begin demolition now. And I, I think that's going to uh, really continue in the, in the future. That's really a very dangerous occupation, isn't it? As it's structured now. Yes, it, it really is. There was a, an accident recently in, in Ohio, uh, unfortunately, with a, a power plant. And right now that's a big, uh, a big area of that industry. Coal-fired power plants can't meet the mm-hmm. EPA regulations. So many are being decommissioned and being taken down. And, you know, you've got a 20,000-ton boiler being hung from the roof of a 250-foot-tall building that's very dangerous when you get in there and start cutting away. Uh, so it's very important to have an engineered plan, but not all cities, counties, authorities having jurisdiction are requiring it yet, but many more are moving towards that way. So you really need to go in, look at an existing structure, do testing on the structural integrity of what's there, and then design yes. a deconstruction plan, if you will. Yes, absolutely. As, as, you know, Buildings have to go up in a certain order, they need to come down in a certain order as well. And a lot of um, these buildings are being taken down through implosion. And in order to do that, you have to go in and cut the structural steel prior to that. So you've got to know where to cut, how much can be cut away, and it still be safe for people, the people in there that are doing the cutting. Wasn't that the Silver Dome in Detroit a couple of years ago where they tried to use the implosion technique and part of it came down and part of it didn't yes yes i'm sure that's part of your future studies so that that doesn't happen again yes yes and uh, you know there's always things that can happen there are charges that fail and there uh you know technology doesn't always work but certainly the more detailed plan you have going into it, the less likely those things are to happen. Now, what about changes in materials or things? I mean, it seems like there are a lot of different new materials coming into the marketplace and things that I guess as an engineer you need to stay aware of also. Yes, absolutely. You know, around here, we still see a lot of, of the traditional construction, but when we get into the repair renovation rehabs where you're working within existing construction and you're really limited on space and and layout we're finding there's lots of new products out there you know frp that you can essentially paint on frp is what i'm sorry fiber reinforced polymer oh okay and so yeah there's there's a lot of products like that coming on that are really helpful when working within the limitations of of an existing building a lot of things changing, a lot of new stuff on the horizon. What are some of your concerns that you have about what things could go right or what things could go wrong in the future? Sure. Well, one thing that, that I've seen recently that I think makes me con- not concerned, um, secure about the future is is what we've done with, with COVID going on. So we've actually found uh, we're, we're 
pretty diversified where we have a lot of industrial and commercial work. And while the commercial has slowed down quite a bit, industrial is going full speed ahead on both the construction and demolition side. So it's nice to see that that you know we haven't slowed down and I, I think we've got a, a good niche there and, and I would certainly recommend all engineering companies to be as diversified in, in within the different industries as you can. So I'd say that's a, a good thing that I've seen that it, you know industrial work is continuing to happen. That's good for a lot of reasons. It is, it is. Something I've I've seen recently that that makes me a little concerned for our industry, and and um, I'm hoping that it's being addressed and that this will be studied. Is, is we've been working on the Hard Rock Hotel collapse down in New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So we teamed up with Kolb Grading and Marshall Wrecking to do the demolition of that project, and we were not involved in the uh, construction in any way and we were also not contracted to do the forensics to determine the cause of the collapse we solely handled the demolition that being said in order to take the building down we had to study what happened so we got very familiar with the building and the cause of it and um for anybody not familiar with it in the construction industry, I would encourage you to to look at it. I think it's going to become a, one of those case studies that we look at in the future. And it, it collapsed during construction, so it was they were had topped out the steel. They were pouring the concrete on the the 18th floor, which was the the top story. Um, so the building it was very far along in construction. And it suffered a partial collapse, uh, unfortunately, with workers inside. It, it, three men were killed mm. in the collapse. It was, it was a tragedy. And I think in the end, the people, OSHA and the other people responsible for determining the cause of that, I think they're going to find there was fault with many different parties from engineering to construction. And I certainly hope that when those findings come out, people will take a look at them and realize the importance of not skipping on material and not rushing things through in order to meet deadlines and and to hit budgets. I mean, that's always a pressure on us in the the construction industry, but it's it's not worth compromising safety. What sort of timeline do you see on that report being finalized? Any thoughts? I mean, I don't know how far along it is. So they released, OSHA released a preliminary finding last April, I think. We're coming up on a year of the preliminary finding, and no final has been released under this. We actually are demobilizing this week. The building is down. Um, it was brought down safely. Tremendous team effort on that one to bring such a, a tall, unstable building down in the middle of the French Quarter with no further damage to any surrounding buildings, people, equipment, nothing. So it was a, a great team effort on that one. But to be honest, I thought we'd see more of the results of those findings by this point, and we haven't. So I really don't have a good guess as to when that'll come out. There are many pending lawsuits right now as well. So I think that's kind of slowing down the process. When you got in there, what sort of arena did you walk into? What did you see? It, it was very interesting. Nothing like I, I had seen before. It was 
a steel building. Well, I should say it's almost two buildings. The first eight stories was a post-tension concrete structure. And then they, they made the eighth floor a transfer slab. So it was three foot thick, basically creating a new foundation, eight stories up in the air, and then constructed another 10 stories of steel on top of that. Shifted the location of the columns and everything else above that. They did. And the top three floors, they uh, changed the column layout again. So there were no columns that were continuous from the roof down to the ground. And they lost a little less than half of the building in the initial collapse. And it was a, a big mess of twisted steel and concrete right in the middle of the French Quarter. Um, Unfortunately, two of the victims were in a location where they could not be retrieved for many months Mm -hmm. uh, until um, demolition began, until the building was made stable enough to go get them. So it, it, it was a pretty tragic scene. Well, that had to be very difficult, but thank goodness you were able to get the rest of it down with no further incidents and now the work will begin on what has to go back in its place because something tells me that same design is not going to happen again yeah um they they had received a variance to build a building that tall in the french quarter when it was first going up and i i certainly know that there's uh, a big push that they not be able to do that again Ashley, a number of years ago, you were on our AGC at Missouri Board of Directors. Talk about that experience that you had and what you got out of that, if anything. Sure. Uh, Yeah, it was a great experience. Um, I had been on the uh, service provider and supplier council for a couple years and then became chairman of that council and and that's how I was able to get a seat on on the board of directors Um, it was very educational for me so being in engineering we are in the construction industry but we really are not directly involved in a lot of the labor issues the legal issues those type of things so it was very educational for me to see the other side of what the contractors are dealing with. So and it gave you a better perspective on the whole industry rather than just the engineering piece. Yes, absolutely. And I would say, especially my time on the board, but all my time in the AGC has kind of provided that education. Well, are you have future plans? Where is special inspections and design headed next? Well, we're really uh, getting pretty heavily involved in demolition, as, as I've mentioned. Um, so with the current EPA regulations, there's, I'm aware of about 20 coal-fired plants across the country right now that are being decommissioned and, and have to be taken down. So we're certainly doing a lot of that. Um, but we're continuing to work locally as well. We we consider ourselves a nuts and bolts engineers, meaning we, we're very contractor friendly. We tend to do a, a lot more design build projects and do a lot more work for contractors directly than necessarily for owners or architects. We we do a lot of um, projects where, you know, you find a surprise on the job site and the engineer record says, that's means and methods, that's for you to figure out. We, we get a lot of those calls. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for your support of AGC and best wishes for the future. Well, thank you, Lynn. Thank you for having me. It was a good time. 
Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.